This is Jared Fraser with 2% for Conservation, and you are listening to the Urban to Country podcast. Welcome to the Urban to Country podcast, a collection of inspiring and edifying conversations with amazing people. Our conversations cover everything from hunting and conservation to mindful living to how to be a good human. Basically, all the good stuff. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to the Urban Country Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I just got back from the Bozeman Conservation Convention, and it was one heck of a weekend. We had a lot of fun, talked a lot about conservation with some awesome people, recorded a ton of podcasts, which I am so stoked to be able to bring to you over the next several months. We're going to be rolling them out along with all the other podcasts that I'm doing. So this podcast is with Jared Frazier. Jared is the executive director for 2% for Conservation, the organizing uh, nonprofit for the Bozeman Conservation Convention. Um, Other groups that helped were Fermentana, I think I said that right, Sitka Gear, Stone Glacier, Dark Timber Coffee, David Brinker Music. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but we're going to link to all of them in the show notes so you can go check them out there. And yeah, so this episode that you're listening to right now is a conversation between myself and Jared at the very beginning of the convention. And we talk about where the idea for the convention came from. We talk about what the need was and we just have a good time. I hope you enjoy this conversation to kick off this series from the Bozeman Conservation Convention. If you guys like what you hear on this podcast today and if you like what I'm producing, please rate, review, and subscribe that is how this message gets spread. That really helps me know uh, if the message that I'm sharing resonates with folks. So again, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. Leave me a comment on social media. Let me know what you're thinking, how you're liking what I'm putting out there. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation between myself and Jared Frazier. Welcome back to the Urban to Country podcast. I am super excited. We're going to be doing a series of podcasts from a fantastic weekend in Bozeman, Montana at the Bozeman Conservation Convention. And we are fortunate to have a familiar voice back on the podcast. Uh, you all remember Jared Frazier from one of the earliest episodes of the Urban to Country podcast. Jared is the uh lord supreme king of the universe of two percent for conservation he has an actual (laughs) title that i'll let him share (laughs) it's 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 executive director oh okay that uh, executive director if you ever see that title with a nonprofit, that usually means there's not a whole lot of people (laughs) under their control typically speaking (laughs) you have how many uh employees right now uh we have a summer summer intern that's exciting she's amazing yeah yeah no Uh, i i mean that in all sincerity that is super exciting that you guys have grown to the point where you can now start to bring more staff on it's it's more of a have to than a can (laughs) i I mean we can but we have to yeah it was very clear i was the bottleneck like with anything that's yeah yeah anything and everything when you're the sole employee 
It's a tipping point. You know where the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to conduct an internal review yeah. to figure out who the issue is. It, and and instead of like once a quarter, it was like end of every day. Well, that was a 12-hour day, and I'm still 50 emails behind. Oh, gosh. So now, now it's really great, and we, yeah, we absolutely love having Calvin on board. She came from uh, the Montana uh, Office of Outdoor Recreation. Mm. And uh, due to some uh, stuff at, with, within our own government, she became available and uh, applied. And our committee program hired, which you were actually one of the ones who reviewed. Yep. And uh, we're, yeah, we're absolutely stoked to have her. Yeah. So. Well, you guys have been doing great stuff. And one of those great things is this convention. So talk to us about the, the Bozeman Conservation Convention. Where did this idea stem from? It, it came, it was, it was one of those perfect moments like where two different people are having an idea and both are fairly nebulous. One, uh, Je Jesse had a much better plan than I did already in her head, uh, but I knew I needed a thing to fill a hole. So uh, like a hole in, in the industry that uh, was impeding our, our mission. So our mission is to create an alliance, well, ensure the future of hunting and angling through an alliance of businesses and individuals that give their time and dollars back to fish and wildlife conservation. And uh, I was traveling around getting meetings with the different conservation orgs, you know, hey, you might have known me from this. Uh, I'm now in this role. How can we support you? How can, you know, are there businesses that you're working with that we can help you with? And I racked up a hell of a travel schedule. Um, there was a three month period where I was home nine days. Uh, it was just wow. hitting all the shows. And what I found through it was that uh, if you wanted to meet with more than one conservation org at a time, you typically had to go to a trade show. You couldn't just go to a, um, like a, a, a regional thing or a conservation specific event. Some, some places had some stuff, but it was usually like invite only. Wasn't very open to the public either. Um, so if I wanted to see the hunting folks, I had to go to the gun shows, the archery shows, maybe some regional, um, uh, you know, uh, commercial shows and whatnot. If I wanted to see the fishing folks, I had to go to the big fishing trade shows. Um, and then for the, you know, backpacker conservation end of things, I had to go to outdoor retailer or something like that, or a regional event. And even then you go to those events and the conservation folks might be given like a panel or a luncheon, but it's in some dank corner <laughs> of some hotel <laughs> or somewhere like so out of the way. Um, like just uh, a couple years ago, I was at uh, ICAST and there was like this massive conservation panel that was super important. I was really excited to go to it, but then I went in the room and it was like so far in the back corner of, it took forever to find it. Um, and, and it was just an issue. And, it, and the, what it leads to is this siloing of, of conservation ideas and needs. And it m makes for a culture where travel budgets get totally built around going to more siloed events mm -hmm. because you have to go like if you want to see the other conservation orgs you have to go to shot if you're in the hunting space and they give you a little weird corner of the media room and the meetings are not great and it costs several grand to go yeah. usually per employee it just wasn't effective so i was trying to figure out how can we as an org continue fulfilling our mission when this is something in the way Right. Is there something we can do 
regionally. We had no aspirations to make this massive national thing because that creates a lot of the problems that we're trying to avoid. Right. Yeah. Um, how do we how do we do that? So I had a little idea like, well, we might have to do an event or maybe we'll do a couple different things. And two things came out of it. One was our committee program was part of it. Having people like you who have uh, jobs, volunteers in conservation space um, to be able to network with each other in some way and as an interface with the businesses. That became its own thing uh, and it launched at the beginning of this year. Uh, and then the convention came after meeting with Jesse Bussard. So Jesse and I have known each other for maybe seven years now, six, seven years. Um, friends you know in the bozeman area uh it's kind of a joke like everyone here in bozeman is connected in the beer and conservation space probably <laughs> via jesse so uh or at least she may have introduced you you right. know uh and uh, about four years ago uh she did backcountry hunters and anglers first storytelling night and it was at uh two percent certified brewery 406 and that was my first interaction with bha i met randy newberg for the first time that day um, who's now, you know, and he's an advisor to the 2% board, um, speaking here tomorrow morning as well. Um, and got, you know, involved with different volunteer opportunities via that. Well, she did it again the next year and it kept growing. Like we had issues with capacity the first time, issues with capacity the second time. Eventually BHA National did their own thing with Filson, uh, with the model because it's just that good. Yeah. So she came and she's like, so they have that thing now. Um, I want to turn this into something more. I want to see more groups involved, not just, you know, one event to benefit one org. We have a lot of groups in Bozeman. What could we do? And I was like, huh, this, <laughs> this could be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, was, that was end of last summer. And we got on, I mean, I, I whipped up a logo. My background is some design and stuff. So I whipped up a logo and just slapped it on social media, see what kind of stuff would bounce back. We started getting panelists, people who are now panelists yeah. here at this event. How do we get involved? Um, and it was really encouraging to see um, in, a, in an, uh, it, I hate to call the conservation space an industry, but it, it is. Yeah. Um, in the conservation industry where there's a, a lot of times in the public space, you see a lot of conflict. You know, one group will come out against one kind of policy or an idea and the other one will come out for it. When you look at it, it's really, it's less than 20% of the issues. Right. Um, that people are having, you know, these conflicts over. But what we felt in return when we floated this out there was that 80% that everyone agrees on. And it was very yeah. warm and open and, and, um, there was a great interest. We targeted it for the Bozeman area because we're based out of here. It was our first time doing it. Right. Um, An easier lift to get started. Yeah. And we knew a lot of people. And, and again, when the uh, idea formulated, the committee program didn't exist. We didn't have people in the Midwest, you know, with a title and right. agency and, and whatnot and, and the ability to make decisions on behalf of 2%. So, Anyway, uh, over the course of it, ended it up, up turning into, all right, let's pick a couple panel ideas that are highly contentious, but have a, a big crossover space that we could passionately all be working on together. And let's let the 2% businesses come and see these orgs that they work with and support right. working together yeah. and have a dialogue about how do we support you better. So it's not a big, you know, 
uh, rugby game over <laughs> the grants, you know, <laughs> or one or one or two things. But Absolutely. how do how do we get them more engaged? So that's how it kind of came together. And uh, here we are. It's very cool, man. It's been a ride so far. Yeah. And <laughs> I love that that between you and Jesse, you saw a need and you stepped up and, and took the bull by the horns and are making this happen. I think that's uh, it's kind of been the hallmark of 2% is that you guys see a space that needs filling and you step in. And uh, this is just another example of that. Well, the main, it, you know, the, there's always the challenge of you, you don't want to dilute the brand, right. so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, because then if, if you're everything, you're nothing, so to speak. And if you spread yourself too far, you'll never do anything to any uh, of any value. Um, so there's those challenges. But with this one, it was so specific. Like this was a real, this was a real, uh, I was getting phone calls and I still get phone calls from businesses saying, okay, we support these two orgs. Right. They work in the same space. They are telling us two very different things oh. on the issue. Yeah. What's your take? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, say more? And I'm like, all right, so who did you talk to yeah. over at Acronym Org? And yeah. who did you talk to over at other Acronym Org? <laughs> and, uh, you know, this, this helps with some of it. Even in the preparation of putting this together, some of the panelists who, I mean, uh, we've, right now upstairs, we've got the public or, or private versus public land conservation panel going on. And there's groups in there who have taken public positions opposed to each other in the last year. Yeah. Naming each other as the opposition on an issue, but they're talking about the things that they have in common right now. Yeah. Um, and through opening some of those dialogues, it has helped with some of the business relationships because I, th I think we talked about this last time when you, when you came over to record, um, the, the, the saying, um, of, of, of people support, uh, organizations that have solutions to problems, not organizations that have problems. Right. And organizations that are fighting each other, that are wasting capital that, I mean, when a, when a business donates to an org, they don't really want to see that money spent on marketing, advertising against another org that right. they're, <laughs> that yep. they're also supporting. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So there's a need here and uh, we're just stoked with how folks are filling into it and really in, Embracing the notion that conservation is not a competition. Yeah, and that's that saying from that was Jonathan Hart's. Yes, saying yeah, yeah. He just whipped that one out there like it wasn't anything. Uh, when we did a podcast with him and First Light at mm. Sheep Show with uh, Newberg two years ago, he nice. just like slid that little saying in there. Yeah, and like the rest of us sitting in the circle, like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You radical, <laughs> you, you savage. Um, uh, that was, it was good. Yeah. That saying, I love that saying in the conservation space, but I love mm. that saying just in life that, that, I mean, you can apply that to anything. I think too often we get caught up in the competition yeah. of, you know, whatever it might be, business, personal life. Like there's, there's always an opportunity to take it in and turn it into a competition Versus if we looked at it like, all right, what what's the 90% where we agree? And that other 10%, like, let's put that on the shelf for another day. Because there will be a yeah. day when we need to address that. But today's not that day. Today we're going to focus on the 90%. And yeah. I think... Uh, I think that's really cool that we're we're bringing people together to do that. And you're right. I, I moderated a panel this morning. And I was looking mm -hmm. around the room. I was like, oh, 
I was like, there's some people in here who probably don't really like each other. There might be some people in here who might not like me and yeah. yet they're here to listen to what but they like the wildlife. They like the wildlife. Yeah. yeah. And they like, you know, they like what the rest of these people are protecting. And, um, one of the things I started out my, my panel was I said, you know, everybody do your best to just drop your paradigm that you're mm. used to looking through and, and come into this conversation with an open mind. And if you hear something that challenges, that challenges you and that's hard for you to hear, just sit with it for a little bit today. Mm. And when you, you know, you walk away from here, then you can decide whether or not it's, it's worth keeping. But today's a day for, for examining yeah. our perspectives. And I think that, and, and the, where all that came from was this idea of or conservation not being a competition. And the purpose of what this convention is all about is bringing these people together and exposing ourselves to different ways of doing things. Yeah. Um, which leads me into my, my question. You've got some great panels lined up for this weekend that are going to really challenge the way some people think. What, what are some of those mm -hmm. panels that, uh, that you're excited to hear the conversation? Well, the ones today, for sure. Uh, the deer and development one was, I mean, I, I couldn't be in the room because I was Happens. making sure we're people checking in and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a very uh, imminent thing. Yeah. Where I live. I, I, I live in a town that literally said, we're not doing any more development. You cannot put in any more applications, right? Or we won't accept any more applications for more homes right. because we can't put it in check. We can't review them all right now. And the wildlife and the space are going to suffer. Like that's, the t that's the tiny little has one four way stop town that 2% is based out of. And they just had to do that at a, at a city meeting. Um, and, but it, uh, the reason is if you like go on Google earth, um, odds are you have that on your phone or your desktop. If you're listening to this right now, go on Google earth, look at Bozeman in 1994. You can use a little, little time travel thing up at the top, scroll back to 1994, look at what size it is. Look at what the landscape looks like and then scroll forward to now. Yeah. And I mean, that's 25 years. Um, I've got siblings younger than that. Um, and think about what that has done to the wildlife. Some of these populations that you just don't see anymore. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge thing right nearby. So that was one, um, I'm really excited about and not because I'm moderating it, um, but the <laughs> wild sheep and wool one. Um, yeah. every panel here was called something versus something else. It was the tongue in cheek on the, uh, conservation, not being a competition. Right. This one, we literally had to change the name. So it was, and instead of versus because it's that volatile of a subject. These groups have never sat down together publicly. They've sat down finally in the last couple of years privately and have been working through solutions to stop disease spread between uh, domestic and wild sheep. And the, the situation is very nuanced and layered. But as 2%, we look at that issue on a couple fronts. One is the wildlife part. But our whole mission is, you know, ensuring the, the, this future with, with fish and wildlife. And there's actual businesses that depend on having a good solid landscape, right? The wool growers. Um, they need a good habitat ecosystem and whatnot. Um, and there's wild sheep that also need space. And 
that they would need to coexist. I mean, if you look at like the cleanliness of certain products, wool is one of the best ones out there. Yeah. As far as its carbon footprint, as far as its its long term on the re on the recyclability versus biodegradable, super if sustainable. Yeah, it's super sustainable. You look at like microplastics. One of the biggest uh, um, culprits of microplastics are, are, are fleece. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know these these uh, outdoor gear is like filling our we've. Our bodies right now have microplastics from probably our North Face hoodies and stuff, you know. Um, and oh, dang it. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not going to throw mine out because that's that's worse. <laughs> but like every time I put it on, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've eaten you somehow. <laughs> um, it, it, oh. Google that if you don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, you know, wool is just so much better. So it needs to be there as, as a resource in, unless we've got something better, which we just don't at this point um but so do wild sheep so how do we get these groups to work together um i'm super excited about that one and listening to those professionals who are top of their field on this issue um because i'm moderating that i can't listen to the rivers and recreation one mm. so i'll have to get the recording afterwards um but the rivers versus recreation was another and then the online activism versus slacktivism that one um i'm, I'm really stoked out of how many folks registered specifically for that because they're finding that uh, riling up their people online to just go and fight in the comments section is actually kind of counterproductive. What? What? You mean you're not going to convince someone on Facebook to change their values down to the fundamental core of their being? What? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they're sharing tactics on mind like is blown. Oh, that's just so absurd. Um, uh, so th they're going to tackle things like what are some what are some things that they've done to help bring people in their tribe who maybe not be that into a certain program cause uh, action item what are some tactic tactics they have to do real world good so it doesn't just live online i love it so really excited for those um and uh, you know with the theme being uh, being what it is uh, the competition piece um there there was some kickback to this event um, if you think about competition, no one really benefits from it. The, the, the two people who are competing against each other, whether it's in war or in sports, they don't directly benefit. The people who benefit are the arms dealers in between or the announcers on the sidelines or the, you know, the, the promotions that you get to compete one against the other. You, get, you may get some kickbacks from that, but it's, it's usually these groups that benefit quite a bit from people being disorganized. And we've seen even here in the U.S., but especially overseas, industry and and whatnot tends to just capitalize in a huge way as do politicians from conservation groups not working together mm. so with these panels they're tackling some hard stuff i mean each one of those panels is going to say things that people in the room are not going to like yeah and panelists will say things to each other that they may not like so it, it, the space is a little scary you know on 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 one in one sense because there's not total control but on the other side they're getting to say this face to face and not over the phone, not one after another at a podium in a capital of some state, you know, or they're yeah. lobbyists, you know, fighting against each other in the capitals. I say that as Wyoming Wildlife Federation's lobbyist is sitting next to us. Yeah, we've got we got uh, <laughs> Jesse Johnson in the house, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Sheets is wandering around here somewhere. There's just Wyomingites everywhere. Yeah. Well, you migrate. <laughs> we all, we're all familiar with your migration initiative. Yeah, it's, tr right. it's a trick to come up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
or not smart enough to come all the way. That's it. <laughs> Stop at the Montana border and turn around. <laughs> uh, so I guess in closing, what do you hope comes out of this convention? Uh, well, a, a couple things. Uh, we made it free for a couple groups to come here. Uh, we made it free for wildlife agency folks, and most of them show up tomorrow. Uh, we made it free for wool growers to come. You know, uh, we're inviting them into a space that uh, they're not typically warmly welcomed mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Um, so we made it free for them to come, and we also made it free for media to come to cover these partnerships, these relationships, instead of just covering the fights. Um, you know, not profiteering off of the conflict. Yeah. So I hope that we we see some real traction in those spaces, and also greater partnerships between the businesses and the orgs. This morning, when when Jonathan Hart, you know, a, being founder of a big company like Sitka, you typically when you're invited to something, it's to help promote an, a weird agenda. Yeah. And in this one, it was to literally promote like the quote that we pulled from him. You yeah. know, but he took Q and A with the orgs. And he said, how can we help you? What can we change? What should we be doing better to help you guys? To have more businesses in that space yeah. uh, doing that as well. And for the orgs to, to feel open to ask, how do we accomplish, you know, how do we communicate with you better? How do we interact with you better to use the resources you've given us to the fullest and not waste them? So that's a lot of big hopes and dreams right there. But Dude, I think it was totally achievable. With this group of people and the willingness to collaborate and to set aside the preconceived notions. I think that that is something that we can definitely get to one, one of these days. I know you're super busy and you've got a lot of responsibilities. So is there any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Wasn't prepared for a final thought. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, listen to the full series because yeah. the folks who have come here, it's, it's absolutely humbling who is here and they are top of their field. So yeah. listen to the full series that Marcus has recorded. Yep. So we're going to be rolling out a bunch of podcasts with different people from the conservation convention. It's going to be a lot of uh, really amazing humans on here in the next couple of episodes. So definitely tune in. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jared. I appreciate you being here. and appreciate thanks everything you me. do. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, safe travels. Well, folks, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Urban to Country podcast. This conversation between me and Jared Frazier was as fun as it sounds. We had a blast kicking back and recording it. If you want to find out more about how you can get involved with 2% for Conservation, go to the link in the show notes. And on that note, if you like this podcast and like what I'm putting out, please, 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 please rate, review, and subscribe. It does make a difference, and I really appreciate it. Um, tell me what you think. Be honest. I'd love your honest feedback, either through the podcast or on social media. You can always reach me at urbantocountry at gmail.com or on the website, Urban to Country. I think that's it. Until next time, safe travels, my friends. Bye.